Welcome back to another edition of the Being Human cast. Hey guys, I'm Susie and I'm Lisa and we hope everybody has a very good holiday this season and Andy has a special guest that he's interviewing. Who's the guest, Lisa? <laughs> um, I believe that it is Barry from the BBC um, Being Human blog and before we get to the interview, we have a promo for Firefly Between the Lines. Hope y'all enjoy it. This is Lesson 14A in the ongoing language education series, How to Speak Verse. Repeat after me. You've been bird-dogging this township a while now. They wouldn't mind a corpse of you. You've been bird-dogging this township a while now. They wouldn't mind a corpse of you. This means you have been a real pain in the and the good citizens of this town have wished to see you dead. Well, my days of not taking you seriously are certainly coming to a middle. Well, my days of not taking you seriously are certainly coming to a middle. Means, you, sir, are an idiot and not worthy of my consideration. Yes, sir, Captain Tightpants. Yes, sir, Captain Tightpants means, I concur with and will obey your orders, Captain. Practice these phrases until they come naturally to you and you'll be speaking verse in no time. If you are already a proficient speaker of verse, I suggest you audition for the upcoming full-cast audio drama, Firefly Between the Lines. Information about casting and the audition process can be found in the Cortex at www.fireflybetweenthelines.com. In our next lesson, we'll be practicing the phrase, Y'all see the man hanging out of the spaceship with a really big gun? Now I'm saying you weren't easy to find, but it was kind of out of our way, and he didn't want to come in the first place. Man's looking to kill some folk. So really, it's his will y'all should worry about thwarting. So, what have we got left to look forward to? Us refugees... The flotsam and jetsam of death. Maybe. If we still deserve such a thing as mercy, we find each other. Okay, hi, welcome to the Being Human cast. I'm Andy, and uh, I'm without Susie, and I'm without Lisa, because unfortunately they're both far too busy actually earning a living to uh, to be able to join me this evening. But for our Christmas um, podcast, I have a very special guest. Would you uh, like to introduce yourself? Hello, uh, yes, my name's Barry Pilling, and I'm the Being Human blog editor. Cool. So uh, I think, what, it must be... Probably about eleven months or so ago now, wasn't it? It was right back at the start of the year, the, um, the sort of the premiere screening for season two, that I first tried to bounce the idea of you of uh, getting you on the podcast. And yes, uh, I've been absolutely rubbish and have nothing but apologies <laughs> for not for not being on sooner. Um, well, we, we uh, yeah, we, it hasn't exactly been easy, and uh, I guess the fact that you've been over in uh, South Wales quite a bit of time as well hasn't made life particularly easy in terms of setting things up but um yes if we could have done a podcast um whilst sat on a train without it cutting out that would have been brilliant because we've been back and forth so much um but yeah i mean to 
today uh, when we're chatting. Now we've just launched the Annie Broadcasts. Yes, um, you you wound us all up this evening. Yes, <laughs> you, you you did fantastic service in terms of Top Gears viewing Great. figures this evening because the amount of being human fans that are watching Top Gear. <laughs> <laughs> Great, yeah. No, well, uh, I realise that we we maybe shouldn't have mentioned the, the television static that might have sent people in the wrong direction. Uh, no, we, we all thought, we, as soon as you put the tweet up around, uh, is your TV working? It was like, oh my God, quick, put the TV on. <laughs> Great. <laughs> so, yeah, so but... it must be on BBC Three. What's the BBC Three? Top Gear. Okay, that's weird. Okay, fine. It must be in Top Gear somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that was the, that was the original plan for the Annie broadcasts. Was um, we would have loved to have made them even more disruptive and got them on TV and uh, really got them out and about even even further than uh, than what's currently happening, which is they're going across the web. Is the plan? Um, but yeah, the original plan was to get them on uh, on television, but then. Um, it's a it's a a really strange kind of collaborative job between us and the marketing department and the producers and uh yeah just kind of getting um it's it's hard for us to judge what what is the right message for the new series and uh, and a lot of the fans had said they felt last series went a little bit dark and we we wanted to kind of um show that series 3 it's really funny and really kind of captures a lot of the sort of series one vibe a lot more. Okay. And uh, the dark was wasn't bad though. The dark was good. Yeah, dark. Oh, don't worry, it's still, <laughs> it's still plenty dark. But uh, yeah, there was a, a bit of a concern that, that because these these Annie broadcasts are, you know, Annie's in a really dark place. She's lonely and she's going to be kind of fighting with her own sanity basically and uh and yeah there were questions as to whether it might be a bit too um a bit too dark for television hmm. which well, not, i, I, think I don't yet. know it's up to the, to the fans to say whether, whether it would have been uh, a kind of a misrepresentation of being human as a whole or whether I'm, it, uh, i think i'd like to have seen it i think in all honesty i don't think being human's big enough for it, I mean, I'm probably gonna get shot for saying that, but I think being him is big enough for you to have got away with interrupting other shows because sure. I don't think people watching those shows would have realised what was going on, yeah. and the BBC would have got a lot of people saying, "What the hell is going on?" I was watching X Y Z, and this nonsense came up on the screen. Now, there's obviously that niche obsessive core group of being human fans that would love it, but I think probably uh, it's not prime time enough yet yeah yeah to, no uh, no you're right i mean it would have been nice to have uh, to have got into some of the ad breaks and things yes like that. but then, cool. you know um we we make being human we don't make all the other shows and we need no. to it'd be cool actually if you could have snuck it because you know i know you've been rerunning some of the season one and season two episodes yeah if you could have snuck it into some of those yeah because that would really annoy us because then we'd have to rewatch them all <laughs> to find where you'd snuck these bits in. Yeah. So, but uh I mean I don't know, um one of the things I was gonna ask you was you know, mentioned before the marketing department stuff, I mean, how much control or influence do you actually have over the blog content and the style and you know how much of that do you actually 
own and decide for yourself and how much of that is uh, dictated to you by sort of the powers that be within the BBC and, and so on and so forth? Um, basically, um, we're, we're really quite autonomous. It's, it's really great. And it feels as though the, the more we've been left to do what we think the fans want and um, kind of come up with our own ideas for um, last year we had the censor stuff. Did you see that? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, of course you saw it. You're the, the big... <laughs> Um, yeah, more wind-up uh, material. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but um, but yeah. In in terms of what we shoot on the blog, that's that's kind of um, well, I I kind of look at the scripts and see what features, um, what what scenes appear to be the key scenes, and then we try and get good coverage for those for when the show's on air, and then it's a question of what isn't a spoiler. Um, and what do people want to see? So what when we're running around set, what kind of mischief can we get up to that you guys would enjoy watching? And we make those. <laughs> so. Yeah, because I, I, mean, I was wondering how much of what you do is prearranged and how much is spontaneous that you guys are just there, see something and film it. it it's a bit of both, really. I mean, it's um, we'll, we'll go on set, and especially this year, because um, I'm now kind of fronting the um, the VTs, which mm-hmm. I hope people find acceptable. Um, it's a bit of a new thing for me, but the idea was that we could, we then have a lot more control when we're on set to go and have a bit of fun. And if uh, you know, if everyone's too busy to 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 do a quick interview with us, I can say it's really tense, and everyone's too busy to do an interview. You know, it gives us a lot more control and the ability yeah. to have a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, what happened as a result of that is that people kept coming up to us, especially Lloyd, one of the uh, assistant directors, um, who you'll see more of this year. And, uh, you know, he said, oh, you, you've got to see this. You've got to film this bit. You've got to do this. And it, a lot of the time, it's not something that we plan to make a package out of, but it's just top stuff. Um, and then at the end of filming, we actually had uh, Lloyd... Um, He's a big character. He's, he's one of the guys who has to tell everyone to shut up, basically. You've got to do exactly what Lloyd says when you're on set. And the art department, uh, who are really great, you know, all the props and the little mm-hmm. bits yeah. and pieces. And they, uh, they'd they made a tube of hemorrhoids cream <laughs> so, with his face on it. Oh. Uh, and he, he came over and he went, I've just done an interview with Lloyd and, uh, and Will from the art department came up. He said... He, Getting back over, tell him that you've got to do uh, one more question, um, and ask him what what part of his job is is a pain. And when you when he when you say pain, I'll step in and say, did someone say pain? You need hemorrhoids, and we'll give it to him. And it was like an end of season uh, gift. Yeah, Lloyd, uh, this a hemor- hemorrhoids cream yeah. <laughs> branded to himself, and he absolutely cracked up. So things like that, I mean, it's just a, a, a absolute, you know, it's the best bit of my job to be able to capture that kind of banter and, and show it to you guys. And, and yeah, I mean, what we always said with the, with the blog was that we are, first and foremost, massive fans of the show. And we, it just happens that we're fans with this really good access and we want to sort of um, do justice 
to uh, to the fans and kind of go, hey, we're just like you, but we're on the set, and this is what we found, and hopefully that comes across. So, how did you actually get into being on, you know, within the whole blog team and stuff in the first place? Is that like, you know, were you in the BBC prior to that, or I'm just curious to know how you sort of ended up being where you are? Yeah, well, I I um, I used to be in development uh, a lot, so coming up with new shows and new programs um, and I used to shoot uh, and edit the, the videos that uh, would go along with that that the kind of you'd play in the pitch and then I from that I kind of moved into doing more web stuff which is a kind of similar job it's writing it's shooting it's editing um, but it's a lot more fulfilling and uh, I started at my company's called RDF and we're the sister company to touch paper so uh, where t- touch paper make being human mm-hmm. uh we do the the web stuff for the shows in our company okay. uh, the, so they're the drama wing we're the web wing we we teamed up and uh, my original job was to do the um uh, online stuff for shipwrecked on channel four okay and my boss garrett came over and said uh look at this drama it's just been commissioned it's uh it's called being human and uh could you maybe just do like a couple of days a week, and uh, yeah, I, I've had those sort of conversations with my boss. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's going to be really easy, though. Anyway, it turned out that um, you know when the episodes started coming through and all the behind-the-scenes footage, because we had a guy Jeff on set who was shooting constantly. That was how we did it for the first two series, and it was just it was fantastic. And so there was me and Phil, who's on our team as well we were just cutting as much of this material as we could because we just thought it was great. The fans, there'd been a, obviously the petition to get the show commissioned in the first place, so the fans felt a certain ownership over it, which was, was brilliant. And, uh, and yeah, I don't know, we just seemed to hit our, hit our stride quite early on. And well, I mean, aren't you now the, isn't it the biggest online show? The BBC have got in terms of online content and stuff. Yeah, yeah we did. We're certainly we're BBC Three's most popular website, I believe. Yeah. And um, uh, yeah, when when we were during that first series, um, it was it was crazy because we went from nothing to the most popular blog on the BBC. Um, well, they say in BBC Vision, so that's basically. It. Mm-hmm. Except sort of news, and um, so second and third after us were like One Show and Watchdog, and we had nearly as many uh, people looking at our blog as they had put together. It was just crazy that the, the fans just really took to it, and um, yeah, it was, it was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, you know, from what you were saying, then is there other like Baz content on the internet that people can go find? Or things yeah. that you've done. Yeah, I've got. I mean, I've got um, my own personal website and a YouTube um, page, youtubecom Pilling. and that's um, that's got films on it going back to when I was in university um, wow. and before even. I think I've got some animations on there. I do a lot of animation and stuff like that. Well, after um, after get the link from you, I'll pop it in the show notes. That'd be cool. Because it's it's uh, yeah. So I'd I'd always done that. And um, and yeah, and now I get to do it for a show, which is good. <laughs> so I mean, I know you're based predominantly out of London, I believe. 
But, yeah, um, we're at Baker Street. So, but I guess for the last uh, best part of the last, you know, the last you know year, so to speak, you've spent most of your time on set um, or commuting between the two. Yeah, it's um, we we tried to work it this year where um, we were kind of we we were on set for a minimum of a day per episode. Um, so we we just pick what is the scene that everybody is going to want to see more of from this episode, and then we'd um, we'd make sure we covered that you know really thoroughly. And the original plan was to put those on the red button so you could watch them straight after the episode. Mm-hmm. And um, and also to go online as usual after each app you go behind the scenes of, of that episode, but um, then becoming human came along, um, which yeah. is brilliant um, because even though it's kind of knocked our behind the scenes stuff onto the uh, just on the website, it's it's a great addition well, to the human universe. Yeah, I was just saying. I mean, for anyone <laughs> bizarrely that hasn't heard of it, do you want to just briefly explain what becoming human's all about? Yes, Becoming Human is uh, in Being Human Series 3 there's a character in the second episode called Adam and he's a vampire and uh, basically he's he's in the show for that episode and when he leaves he starts a new life elsewhere um, he's uh, 16 years old um, but he's actually 40 odd years old in a 16 year old's body uh, and he's a vampire and he he tries to go back to school, uh, well, to, to college, and uh, basically at the college there's a, a lad who's been recently murdered, and he is a ghost, and there's also a girl called Krista who's a wealth, and uh, between them, Adam, Krista, and Matt, uh, they decide to try and solve the uh, Matt the ghost's murder, basically. Hmm. So it, it's, it's really cool. I, I mean, some people have reservations that being human suddenly gone all you know, children's television or something. Um, but it's it's not. It's more if you think the kind of in betweeners kind of it's yeah. that sort of age of. Well, I mean, even if you did go a bit children, it wouldn't. You know, there's no bad thing. I mean, I, you know, like from a Dot Two perspective, there's a lot of Dot Two fans that you know religiously watch Sarah Jane. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've so. seen that actually. It's really good. <laughs> So you know, there's nothing wrong with uh, you know, it's because essentially it's down to the story, and yeah. um, you know, okay, you you might tone down the language and tone down you know the, the sexual content and stuff, but underneath it, you you watch this stuff because of the the story. I mean, that's what pulls people into being human is that interaction between the characters, and I think as long as that is there, then it's just it's going to be as popular as the main show. So. Yeah, well, I've I've got to say this: um, becoming human. I've I've seen the the episodes, and uh, they are just really funny. It's that sort of, you know, how everyone's been a teenager, and you know, no matter how cool you are, everyone's awkward as a teenager. Yeah. Um, but then to combine that with having a supernatural uh, affliction is. Uh, it's just really funny, it, and it and it's great, and it's touching, and it's sad because the, the the lad who's been murdered, Matt, you know, he's seventeen years old, and he'll never he'll never be older than that. And uh, and Adam, who's the the vampire, he's uh, he's a similar age, and he'll never be older than that. But at least he's still here. And the question is, when when 
you solve the 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 question of who killed Matt the ghost. You know, we've all seen what happens when ghosts have a bit of resolution. Um, yeah. So it's so, gonna be interesting, yeah. Yeah, there's so many questions and it's so it's it's a brilliant storyline. But I mean what's really exciting for us from a from a web point of view is that uh, once a week you'll get an episode of Becoming Human. So that'll be on the red button on BBC three as soon as the show finishes. And it'll also be on the website. Um and we're gonna create a new uh a new section of the website for that, the Becoming Human uh blog. Um and that will be updated every single day, um, although maybe not weekends. <laughs> but um, but basically, you'll get your episode um, once a week, and then every day you'll get a clue. So that's pictures, voicemails, camera phone clips, and you're just constantly following this this mystery of of who killed Matt. Um, it's it's going to be a really for us, it's really exciting. Because you do as you're responsible for thousands of people not getting any work done. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> no, I mean, that sounds fantastic. And, uh, I mean, also, I guess, hopefully, when um, when the DVDs come out, it'd be good if, you know, for season three, it'd be good if that stuff's on the DVDs. Because um, I'm trying, um, you know, because, you know, I know, it's a bit of frustration that the original pilot has never made it. Out onto yeah. DVD, and yeah. um, I'm trying. I'm having a complete blank moment right now, but I don't think there's much. This the sensor stuff isn't on the season it's two the DVD. Stuff the uh, the pictures and things aren't, but no. the episodes uh, are in a kind yeah. of slightly abridged way in a kind of locked bit. If you leave your series two DVD menu on without doing anything, it will unlock the sensor zone. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah, but some yeah. of the other pictures and stuff. So you don't get all of the content that you got on the blog. I guess you have to draw a line somewhere in terms of how much you can physically fit on the disc. Yeah, there is yeah. that. There's also the question of how how much can we create in the time we've got? Because um, obviously, it's when the show's on air, you, you're you're trying to keep up with um, supplying as much stuff as you can. Mm-hmm. We are only a really small team. I mean, Being Human itself is not a big show, and and we're we're the web team for that show so we're, we're very small and um, yeah it's a, just a question of time and uh, and, and disk space and also um, sadly things like rights yeah. so the, the pilot the um, the actors who were signed up there might not be released for DVD and therefore to, to bring that DVD to market it might cost an awful lot of money to um, yeah. to, to pay everyone for that little bit that you didn't put in the contract you know? yeah I mean it's, I know we talked about you know, on the podcast before I know you, you've talked about on the blog and stuff as well around the music and changes that are made to the music between what aired and what made it to DVD and stuff and especially in season one because of the amount of money it costs to get the rights to some of those tracks and stuff so uh, yeah, yeah I mean well, that, that's, that's something where we really learned and you know we were able to feed back to the um you know, straight to the production team. Well, a, a lot of them read read the blog and read the comments, and and we had that discussion of, um, you know, why was the music changed, and uh, and how can we make that not the case in the future? So now, what happens is, instead of paying to license the track for on TV, but not on the DVD, uh, which is what happened with series one, mm-hmm. uh, it, it, you'll now just pay for 
this specific 30 second you know 30 second piece of the track for use on everything so yeah no you you can just yeah clear that very particular piece of music um which means it becomes much more um affordable for the the uh, the dvd guys to um to keep it the same, which is what everybody wants. Nobody wants to change the music, especially the guys in the music department. They're so into their music, and to have to kind of redub a scene is oh, I hate it. So yeah, that was a lesson learned, definitely. So, what do you think your favourite moment has been so far in terms of within your not necessarily the show, but just your favourite moment of being in the role that you're in? Ah, that's a really good question. <laughs> um, Ah, I'm trying to think. I, you know what? Every time we were with Marcus in the makeup truck, he is absolutely hilarious. Um, and that was just brilliant. You you know, you're there, you, you're filming a feature in, uh, this was from series three, and there's a character, I think it's in the fourth episode, uh, although I might be wrong. Um, I need to check the script again. But... Uh, there's a there's a female character who is unlike anything we've ever seen before. She is absolutely fantastic, and she was having quite a bit of makeup done. And we were in there, and I just looked across, and there was Aidan Turner, uh, Russell Tovey, and Lenora Critchlow all sat there getting the makeup done, just chatting, eating a bit of toast first thing in the morning. Marcus is cracking jokes. We're watching this amazing makeup job, and obviously he's brilliant. He's squirting blood and making scars and just effortlessly and you just think oh god this is my job this is brilliant <laughs> so i think it's things things like that i mean when we saw the set for the first time for series three my honestly and it, it's it's huge it's i was speaking to colin teague the director and he said it's bigger than anything they've shot on um on doctor who in in kind of purpose-built sets in Cardiff mm-hmm. or on Torchwood. He just said it's um, it's the biggest set. And when we got there, it's uh, you see why, because it's a multi-story house. Um, it's a former B&B that we move into. And, um, and yeah, it's, it's huge, but obviously it's all in. It's not built in multiple stories. It's spread across a warehouse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so it's really disorientated and you walk into a bathroom but it's not a bathroom it's up on the other side and there's a car park there it's, it's really weird <laughs> um so yeah just that sort of just, just that sort of thing is 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 brilliant i wish i could bring everyone along like <laughs> a big gang and we can all go on and we made the set for the day yeah you should be careful what you wish for then that will turn up <laughs> i know <laughs> Uh, Bass said we're all invited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So what? Do, I mean, I guess the opposite side of that question is, you know, what what was the worst sort of for you in terms of this? Um, yeah. Aside from the travelling back and forth to Wales on the train. Ah, that's not too bad. Um, the the worst bit is, I tell you what, we had a very stressful day. Everyone's really nice to us on the set. What's great is that a lot of shows, their their web team and their uh, the the guys who are actually uh, making the oh, sorry that's my phone. on a lot of dramas the the web team and the guys who are actually making the drama they don't communicate as much as we do um, I mean we sit the being human blog team sit just downstairs from where Rob Percy and Phil Trethowen and 
Laura Cotton, the script editor, they they all sit upstairs from us, and we we chat a lot and we we plan what we're going to do, and um, it's all very joined up and everyone's really helpful, uh, and a lot of, a lot of shows don't have that. Um, the downside is that don't, even with that relationship, it's still going to get stressy. Um, and there was a point where we were filming the behind the scenes of the last scene of series three, and we waited around all day and what's what's really weird on a on a on a set is where you can uh kind of sit by the monitors and see what's being shot through the camera lens uh but because there's uh you know it's four wall get in to to film what's happening unless they let you in and you know say this is your corner you can move from here to here with your camera and go for it and that's fine uh, but on the last day, it was just too stressful. It was too packed. It it was an a incredible scene, and the, there was just the they were. Uh, it, it was just too difficult to get us in the set. So in the end, the only footage we we got, aside from some interviews, was um, was one rehearsal. They did a, a rehearsal for the full final scene. And uh, we had to, we were told a, a quiet corner, stand there, turn your camera on, don't interrupt. Uh, yes, boss, yes, boss. That was Lloyd shouting at us. And, uh, and they rehearsed the scene and it was amazing. It was brilliant. And that, that that's given us just enough for what we need to show you guys what it was like on that set. But there was a point where, it, you know, we, you'd been on set for kind of eight, nine hours and you still hadn't shot anything. But it was starting to get a bit worrying and a bit stressful from my point of view. I'm like, oh my god, what are we going to put on the blog? <laughs> but yeah, so so yeah, that was that was when it gets stressful. But it, luckily, it doesn't. It that doesn't happen very often, and everyone's really uh, accommodating, which sounds like yeah. such a cliche. Yeah, everyone's so nice, but they're not really nice. <laughs> oh, cool. I mean, changing tack slightly. I mean, aside from being human, what other um, shows and things do you like to watch when you're not busy being human? I'm not. Well, I see. I um, I'm not a massive uh, sort of sci-fi fan. I, I tell you what, I went to Comic Con for Being Human. That mm-hmm. was fantastic. Even though I wasn't, I didn't have a clue what most people were dressed up as. But yeah, I've always wanted to go to Comic Con. I went to uh, Dragon Con this year. I went to Dragon yeah. Con in Atlanta, which is absolutely fantastic. Oh, and, uh, if ever you get a chance to go to Dragon Con, go to Dragon Con. But uh, yeah, I, I would like to get to Comic Con one of these days. It's just yeah. a no, long way to go when you're paying it, yourself. <laughs> it wasn't the San Francisco one, it was the um it was just the London one. Oh the London okay. And we did a little package on it for the for the blog. No, I wish I could have gone out there, but unfortunately the budget didn't stretch to Couldn't you have like but... snuck into Aiden's suitcase or something, you know? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I wish. They all went first class as well. Did they? Well, I think if they'd all gone economy, you could have gone as well. I know. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so, that I mean, that was a that was a brilliant way of kind of getting to know a lot of those other shows, a lot, you know, especially some of the more obscure shows a bit better. Um, but in general, I mean, things that I like, um, I'm looking at my DVDs now. <laughs> I, uh, like I said, I, I like the in-betweeners. I like um, Life on Mars for me. Mm. Is one of the best uh, 
TV shows ever. It, and clearly, you're not talking about the appalling American remake. Uh, no, I've not actually seen that. Was Harvey oh. Keitel in that? Oh yeah, but dear God, just don't ever. <laughs> just don't. But, uh, no. um, yeah, I I just love the way that you know, and it's quite similar to being human in that it's it takes a, quite a high concept, like um, yeah. he's back in time, and but just makes it like yeah, get on with it. <laughs> you know, yeah. this is how it is. Let's get back to normality, and you know. That that's why that's why I really enjoy it. And it sounds like I was just listening to your, your podcast about why um, uh, called "Why They All Love Being Human." Your nineteen podcast. Mm-hmm. A lot of people seem to be flagging that up with with being human as well. Is that it's uh, it's the normality that's really appealing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, so I you know for me, life on Mars is uh, I feel the same way about that. It's the fact you can associate with the characters. I, mean, I know the reason why I asked in part the question was I know that um, myself, Lisa and Susie all sort of met through working on Buffy related podcasts. That's how oh, we all yeah. got together originally. Um, so we're all sort of obsessive Whedon fans. And yeah. um, and one of the things that appeals about Whedon shows and we make the comment of quite often is that what you look, watch for in a Whedon show generally it's the quality of the writing and it's the interaction between the characters and yeah. it's that combination of darkness mixed in with humour that Joss Whedon seems to deliver through Mike Buffy and Angel and Firefly and those sort of shows um, and being human is very similar to that it's the the closest thing I've watched to a like a Whedon type show that yeah. hasn't got Joss Whedon involved with it and I think that's one of the things that Toby's done a really good job of, is capturing that ability to mix humour and serious drama together and right. make it very believable. And it's all around the characters. And you watch the show not because... yeah, I don't think... I mean, I think for, for me... Okay, yes, I, I watch a lot of like genre-type, vampire-type shows and things, but... Yeah, I watch, you know, maybe I turned Being Human on originally because that's the sort of show it was, but I watch it now because of the interaction between the lead characters more so than the fact that one of them's a vampire, one of them's a werewolf, one of them's a ghost. That's not really that material anymore. You know, that's just aspects of their character. And what's interesting is the relationship between them. Yeah, no, I agree. And that, you know, that's a fantastic compliment for the show. And I should, I'll, I'll tell the, um, I think Toby's is around next week. Um, so I'd I, I say I'd tell him about this conversation. And, uh, I mean, because yeah. I, he, he, that Josh Whedon has a, just a fantastic following, doesn't he? You know? Yes. That's yeah. a very high praise indeed. Yeah, I mean, the, um, it reminded me actually, uh, you know, because obviously circling back to what we said at the beginning about how you've launched the, the Annie videos and stuff mm-hmm. tonight, they did, they reminded me a bit first. Um, I'm a huge Firefly fan as well. Right. Joss Whedon's Firefly. And on the, um, I think it's the, uh, the special edition uh, DVDs and stuff, there's a series of videos of um, of the character River um, from the show River, uh, River Tam when she first goes to this academy. And the video starts off with her being this bright-eyed girl who, you know, is all excited about going to this new, you know, new school. Um and then as they start experimenting on her, they become more desperate and stuff. And it's just that sort of, 
you're seeing basically the the interview tapes of what they're doing to her and stuff. And it just reminded me a bit of that. That's literally like camera in the face, uh, all down to the quality of the acting, really. Yeah. Um, and that's what's been really good. I mean, I watched the first three Annie videos before, obviously, uh, we had this uh, this call this evening. And that's what's coming through for me, is the, the quality of the, uh, the acting's coming through. Yeah. Uh, just portraying um, how trapped and how desperate she is and stuff. So uh, it's going to be really interesting to see how those pan out. Yeah, well, I mean, that was um, that that was some of Lenora's... Um, I mean, we talked to Lenora about it since, and she said that was some of her most challenging being human work she's done, full stop. It was a full day. Um, the scripts were written by Toby Whitehouse, um, and she's um, kind of in this room, um, crying her eyes out. And, and basically, what what we're going to see is, you know, what Annie has to go through on the other side. And it's on the other side. It's it's more the the loneliness and the kind of beginning to question your own sanity and, and be able to hold on to who you are. And I think for her as an actress, that took her to some, you know, an incredibly dark place. And she was t- totally exhausted um, after that shoot. So, yeah. I guess there's nowhere for her to hide, is there? There's just literally her and the camera. Absolutely. And there's no props. There's no, you know, it's just her. Yeah. And it's uh, very hard to make that engaging and uh, and, and believable and, uh, yeah, and gripping. But I, I think she does it really well. She's yeah. fantastic. Well, it just shows what a great actress she is. It really does. So, um, I mean, I, 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 can I say about those the the storyline as well is really fascinating because you know we've never gone on to the other side before. Um, we don't know what somebody while they're waiting for this this judgment. You know, you're in purgatory, you're in limbo. Um, we in being human, we've never really seen what that's all about, and so it's an exciting time to be able to for us to show that. And this is a. a um, you know, this isn't. These aren't just some web videos we've thrown together. This is a proper connection of series mm-hmm. two where it ends, and series three where it picks up. Well, also it's really clever because that you could fall into the trap of having a whole load of exposition in the main show, trying to explain what that stuff's like for Annie, which, yeah. to some extent, by doing it this way, you don't have to have all that. You know. Yeah. Um, no. I think it's really good. Yeah, this is this is uh, yeah. It was uh, a meeting with Rob Percy, the exec producer, and he said um, he was the one whose idea it was at first. And he said, you know, we'd really like to we'd like to show this. And there's it's something. I mean, her experiences on the other side are going to um, are going to really influence what happens to her character in series three. And so, you know, they said they, they wanted to show it in more detail and could we use the, the blog to do that? So, yeah, that's that's why it's there. It's it's a, it's a key part of the story. So let's cha- change tack completely. The US are obviously about to uh, launch their version of Being Human. Yep. Any thoughts on that? Um, yeah, I mean, well, a, it's a fantastic sign of how... Um, you know, it's a great thumbs up to the show that the other countries of the you know production teams want to want to do that, and uh, you know that's that's a lovely compliment to being human, I suppose. 
Um, and yeah, I, I, I look forward to watching it really. The, the thing that, <laughs> that weirds me out, and I don't want to disrespect a, another, another show whatsoever because, um, yeah, I don't know what it's going to be like, but the vampire character is called Aiden, isn't he? Yes. And that, that, yeah, I, it's a bit I odd. <laughs> to get Aiden Turner out of my mind if they keep saying his name, but meaning Mitchell, but he's not called, I don't, yeah. So, yeah, it is a bit of a mind bend, isn't it, really? Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I, I think, I mean, I think a lot of us, uh, you know, are c- concerned. I mean, there is history here <laughs> of uh, British show. I mean, we mentioned Life of Mars earlier. There is history of, you know, very good British yeah. shows being not exactly um, shown to the full potential when they've been remade in the US. So um I think I mean I'm I'm still sat on the fence. I mean I really hope it's it's good. And and even if it turns out that um it's not as good as we hope, the fact that it will get a lot of publicity and it will get a lot of marketing put behind it from the US studios as they try to push it out on the networks in the US will hopefully get people going on the internet and by going on the internet they go stumble across the BBC version of the show so indirectly it's going to help expand your potential audience as well which is no bad thing yeah so, no. um, so uh, yeah i think i'm i'm still hopeful that you know because let's face it you know one of these days they've got to do one of these and it'd be good you know? <laughs> so so why you know why can't it be this one well everyone says about the office don't they the office is the uh, yeah is what well, everyone's the... chasing to, to kind of do but no. i mean it's run for longer in the US than it ran for in the UK, isn't it? So yeah, um, yeah. And I mean, this one's going to be. I think it's is it thirteen episodes. The US version of Being Human. Yeah, which is quite short for them. That's more of a British series one. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. At least you know, even if the first few are feel strangely familiar, um, it you know, I definitely. Give it a try and stick with it, and you never know where they where they're going to take that. It's, I, I find it fascinating, really. I'm, I'm I'm quite I'm quite looking forward to it, but I am aware of what a lot of fans are saying about how you know there is a British version. It's already in the English language. Do we need to do an American version? Uh, yeah. You know, if it's if it's good, doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Happens, we'll we'll so. see. I mean, we we kind of we think of the, the of being human now. Especially with things like the Annie broadcasts and Sensor, and now with this uh, the American version, um, and all the characters who've come and gone, it's like there's a being human universe, and um, and at the centre of it there's the main show. But as time goes on, these these little things that are circling it are gonna are gonna continue to pop up, and that's you know like you were saying earlier, that's that's a that's a good thing. We're expanding the world and we're exploring it, and um, yeah. So I don't know if you, you Carol can't say anything, but you know, obviously last year we got the opportunity to see the first episode of season two um, yes. in London. Do you think there may be any likelihood that that happens again for season three, or or you're not I, allowed to say? <laughs> I would, I would absolutely love it if there was. My concern this year is that the BBC with its um, Massive budget cuts, especially with online. There's just, you know, the question is, as ever, who's going to pay for it? And um, I don't know if it's going to be uh, feasible, really. I mean, 
because the you know marketing and and those other departments have got to decide what's going to um, get the bang for the buck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So something like um, the Annie broadcasts might uh, be seen by a few thousands of people, but uh, a screening might only be seen by a few hundred people. I I don't know. It's not my. If I could sign a check and make it happen, I definitely would. <laughs> yeah. But I, but I can't. But I don't know. There's still time. I mean, we don't. People keep saying about you know what's the broadcast date going to be. We don't actually know, and the uh, the production team don't know. It's it's just something that is just traditionally decided quite late on. Um, we think it's. We're pretty sure it's going to be January. Question mm-hmm. is January week one or January week four is. Um, yeah. When we're trying to plan the blog, is uh, <laughs> is quite a big difference. So, um, so yeah, like you know, like I said, these things are, are often out of our hands as the mm. as the blog team directly. You know, um, so I wouldn't I wouldn't expect one, but I wouldn't rule it out. Cool. So obviously, you know, you got all the the support for season three. Which is going to keep you busy, yeah. but um, what's next for you once that's through? Do you have other projects coming up lined up after that, and other things you're working on aside from being human? That me personally, yeah, um, yeah. Well, I just did, um, as I said earlier, I do some animations. I just did. Uh, there's a show on BBC Three called Secrets of the Universe, which was BBC Three's first ever science show, and um, I animated the science bits of that. Uh, oh, cool. So that was a little side project. So it's things like uh, there's a cardboard microwave, uh, and the wave inside is made out of a pipe cleaner. It's it's quite ridiculous. So um, I, I I just did that quite recently, um, and so maybe uh, more bits and pieces like that. But um, what, what's quite cool is that being human is, in terms of my job, it's a it's a full time job because you're, you know, you're either on set shooting this stuff. Uh, you're editing it together, um, which is the period we're in now. Um, then you're in the, the TX period when, when it's on air. Um, and then you're in your development period, getting ready for what you're going to do as online <coughs> excuse me, online content for the next series. Uh, and then before you know it, you're back on set again, shooting that stuff. So it's kind of, um, yeah, it's a year-round job, even though it's only on TV for eight weeks a year. It's really strange. But um, yeah, you still there? Yeah, cool. <laughs> so, no, I was just I was just listening. <laughs> yeah. So um, so yeah, so things like um, becoming human. Um, I mean, it's a it's a show in its own right. It's had, you know, it's needed a lot of work to um, to make it happen. So, you know, if we're fortunate enough to get to do something like that again next year, um, then yeah, that's where my time will be going probably. Cool. To, uh, yeah, it's it's hard. So we 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 just need a being human comic now, and we got the whole set. Uh-huh. Maybe and maybe a being human film. That'd be cool. Oh yeah, that'd be wicked. Have you seen the um? Who's the guy who does the cartoons? They're really good. I might have the link. Oh um, yeah, I know the guy you mean. Uh, is it We Are Monsters? I'm just on the name. We Are Monsters Comic dot WordPress dot com. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were yeah. Um, yeah, and they're being human, uh, little uh, one. I'm just looking at it now. 
there's one. Uh, this is great audio, isn't it? <laughs> so looking at it now, oh, you'd love this if you could see it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one, yeah. Um, Move closer to the mic. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> yeah, uh, Annie with Michael Jackson in the in, in the afterlife, and he's saying to Annie, "Annie, are you okay?" Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I did notice that that hashtag was starting to uh, gather pace on Twitter. Yeah, Annie, are you okay? Hashtag, which I thought was quite sweet. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, okay, well, I'm, I'm out of things and questions and stuff. Is there anything else that you wanted to take this opportunity to uh, to talk about around Season 3 or anything else around being human? Or uh... Uh, Let me think. I'm wondering... What I am allowed to tell you uh, without spoiling things. So I was um, avoiding putting you on the spot by trying to ask you anything too direct about season three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's. Uh, I mean, it's it's really exciting. It, it's interesting the stage that it's at now with the characters, where they're kind of moving and everything is is puts under a, puts them under a lot of strain and puts a different dynamic on it, which is which is really interesting. And I know everyone would be sad to see the pink house go, but I think it's really going to um, be a, a shot in the arm. And this place that they're moving to is just as iconic as Windsor Terrace. Like mm-hmm. I say, it used to be a, a, a B&B, an old rundown 1970s kind of uh, Hawaiian mural on the wall. Um, it's, it's, you know, it's... Um, just seeing George in that environment is brilliant. <laughs> He's trying to clean dirt from the 1970s. And the, 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 the attention to detail is so much that, you know, when um, when a corridor gets hoovered but isn't hoovered proper, properly and down yeah. the edges there's kind of grime? Yeah. Uh, it, it's the, There's that attention to detail. So, the, you know, the new house is really exciting. So it's really good play to uh, George's obsessive... Oh god, yeah, and uh, and um, Herrick is uh, the Herrick storyline is is going to I think going to surprise a lot of people. Yeah, we all come with the amount of speculation on what's <laughs> what Herrick now is. Yeah. What, what, <laughs> I mean, do you, what do you think? Um, there is well, there is this element of. I think the most prevalent view that I've seen banded around is this thought that you know he's still a vampire, but he's a vampire that's been mauled by a werewolf, and that means you're a werewolf as well. So does that mean he's a, a vampire that turns into a wolf at the full moon? Or it's going to be interesting to see how that pans out. But he's not; he can't possibly be the same as a normal vampire now because of what he's been through. I think that's the general view. Um, and uh, from a psychological perspective, he's got to be really screwed in the head <laughs> after you know, basically being ripped to pieces, buried in the ground, and then brought back. Yeah, um, you, you're not going to be in a good mood. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, uh... it's and and he's you know it's such a phenomenally good actor as well. That, oh um, yes. Well, we we have some acting tips from Jason Watkins coming up and cool. on the blog, and he's going to be, you know, he says about how you play evil. And well, Aiden it. was very complimentary about him as well in the Aiden acting oh, tips, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah, I, I I hope people have enjoyed those. I know when we were making them, we we found them really insightful and really um, just interesting to get inside the heads of the actors as they're 
you yeah. know, they're doing their job. Um, yeah. No, you... it's, um, yeah, the, it was very interesting. As a complete aside, just completely popped into my head, um, Russell's, the, you know, the, the Raw video that Russell did. The um, Raw video. Yeah, yeah, the short film Raw. Oh, I've not seen it. Oh, yeah, it's, um, I'll, I'll, I'll try and mail you the link. I'll see if I can find the link if it's still up there. Which, uh, it's, um, if you're, well, it's very well acted. I mean, oh. it really shows you it's how okay. the depth of Russell's acting ability really is. Because that thing, you know, I watched it and a weeks later, there's still bits that it gets to you. Yeah. It's like, whoa. I mean, that's, that's the real measure of something that's been really well delivered. But, um, so it was really interesting having watched that and then getting to hear Russell talk about how he acts and stuff. It was really interesting. So. Oh, brilliant, brilliant. Yeah, well, and I mean, when when you're on set, um, uh, Russell is... Russell, the amount of emotion Russell can just conjure up out of nowhere is incredible. And, um, I mean, they're, they're all brilliant. One thing that's really strange, when, when uh, Aiden's doing a... Uh, a very intense scene. I'm I'm genuinely scared of him. Like <laughs> you can't just go up and go. Oh, you're all right. I don't know you're good. You just stay away because he's not looking anyone in the eye. He's he is as scary as he comes across when he's in a rage. He's pacing up and down. He's you know you you don't want to go near him. So it's it's really interesting watching them sort of prepare for scenes or try and stay in the moment and. Yeah, they're, they're, we're, we're very lucky that they are such good actors. Um, as I was saying, this Jason Watkins piece, which we'll uh, hopefully get online soon, he um, he's talking about the way to play evil is to basically not be evil for a lot of the time. Be really nice, <laughs> and that's almost yeah. scarier than uh, than being, you know, fangs and uh, fangs and claws. And yeah, he's brilliant. Cool. Well, well, thanks for taking some time to talk to us, and uh, we'll try and get you on again if we can before the end of season three. We'll probably fail miserably. <laughs> we'll try again just to, I guess, chat around, um, and hopefully we'll get Lisa and Susie around, you know, along as well, because then we can uh, give you our thoughts and stuff on how season three's coming along from our yeah. perspective. Great. Uh, let's let's catch up. Let's do this more regularly. Yes, we'll try that's... to. I'd be interested to hear, yeah, the, 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 as you say, the speculations as we go through the series, and and especially with things like becoming human, I'd love to hear how it's um, how it's received, both as an experience and just as a as a drama, um, what people think. But it's definitely, um, I mean, we were worried at the start of the year that this was going to be a pretty um, lean year, as I said, with the it's been certain budget cuts with the Beeb and things like that. But by doing these special projects, the Annie Broadcast, Becoming Human, um, and some of the blog videos we've got coming up, I'm so excited. It's uh, it's, a, it's turned into a real bumper year. So, yeah, we're cool. chuffed. Well, I think the final thing to just say is just to wish everyone a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Absolutely. And uh, look forward to Season 3, hopefully sometime during... Either week one, two, three, or four in January. I know. <laughs> and the longer it goes on, the more I'll be frantically editing things. Yeah. Thanks, Baz. Appreciate your time. Cool. Cheers, Annie. We'll see you later. Okay. Oh, I'll see you later, guys.
Eight years on from Firefly, five years on from Serenity, you still can't stop the signal. Striding like a colossus into the new decade, conquering new... Ah, uh, that's a little over the top, don't you think? Well, I guess, but he's right. We're still here. Just not quite so much with the striding. Walking confidently. How's that sound? Fine. Just as long as the signal stays a podcast all about Joss Whedon's Firefly and Serenity. Oh, no question there. We're continuing to explore the verse, same as we have for the last five years. But this year, with some new crew, new articles... New interviews, new features... And a new website, a new forum, and a blog. But still at the same old address, www.serenityfirefly.com, and still coming to your MP3 player every two weeks. Plus, we've got lots of our regular segments like News from the Verse, Broadwaves, The Terraformers, and Feedback. And we want you to join us. The Signal. Helping to carry on building the Browncoat community. It It starts starts here. The Signal. So what'd y'all think about that promo from The Signal? It was pretty cool. Well, that's about all we've got for this episode of the Being Human cast. We hope you all enjoyed it, and we hope you have a really great holiday season. Be safe, everybody, and join us back for the new year when we have an all-new episode. Bye-bye. Bye. Being Human cast is a non-profit podcast. Being Human is owned by the BBC and Touch Paper. No copyright infringement is intended. Music used is from Podsafe Audio. You can contact us at feedback at beinghumancast.com or via our website, www.beinghumancast.com. Okay, yeah, yeah, we'll be here. We'll see you later.